right, today we're in the studio with none other than the Zesnula baby, the creative G making the impossible happen, my favorite creative, and the only Dutch artist I actually listen to, Glenn, aka Nelch. What's going on? Welcome to Pillow Talks, man. Dope. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Like, uh, when I came in already, like, the whole setting. <laughs> and now it makes sense with the uh, Pillow Talk. Yeah, some people say it looks like kind of like a room in an asylum as well yeah yeah i was <laughs> i was already um imagining taking a picture like that in here before you leave before i leave yeah, yeah let's, let's do it, <laughs> you get the straight jacket yeah or is that is that disrespectful <clears throat> yeah mm. no. well i think we can do it yeah but um yeah man cool. thanks for having me yeah of course. it's also interesting to do a podcast in english oh yeah have you ever done one in english um no no well i mean we have had like creative sessions yeah and in we english yeah and we whenever we talk it's english yeah i listen to a lot of english music so it's uh it's not first nature but second yeah, i'm sure you'll do just fine <laughs> uh but before we get into some like deep deep conversation yeah um this is a fashion podcast so we'd like to do a little fit check okay um, with you and then kind of venture in the direction of like how you define sustainability and how that impacts the way you dress um, so yeah if you could kind of walk the listeners <laughs> through your outfit what I'm today okay um, so I'm wearing um, uh, a Nike Nike Lab tracksuit um, it's like this uh, higher segment line so I think in sustainability, they say it's made in, I think this, wait, they said made in Italy. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, yeah, it's made in Vietnam. Um, I hope it's pretty fair. Yeah. But the t-shirt I'm wearing is um, like this uh, sporty thermo thing from Uniqlo mm-hmm. um, I'm wearing New Balance sneakers um, looking very cozy today cozy yeah yeah because I uh, I had a show yesterday night and I was like let me dress as cozy as possible for the podcast so I just uh, can make it feel as natural as possible mm-hmm. uh, I have um I have a CP company jacket. Um, I think they do their fair share in mm-hmm. trying to be. I mean, it's quite. I feel like brands like that. It is originally like an outdoor brand. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think they're the same owners as Stony. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, from what I've heard, their quality is, you know, quite yeah. high segment, and I think you know we say this all the time if a garment is really like made to last and you can wear it for like years on end yes it's still going to be more sustainable than you know an organic cotton piece mm. that is not well made and will just break after like you know yeah. 10 wears yeah 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 um so yeah i mean there's different ways to measure sustainability yeah and that's why i think we also ask people all the time when they come on this podcast like you know how do you define sustainability and what you look for in a, in in the clothes that you wear because mm. that is a big part to 
understanding sustainability because there's no like one way to define it nowadays I feel I hear like. you. because at the end of the day 100% sustainable just it doesn't exist um, is isn't sustainable then more of a uh a mindset like yeah, 100%. instead of a like a checkbox that you can check off because that really makes sense like if i would wear a h&m t-shirt for five years then in a way that would be sustainable or <laughs> no no it's, it would be more sustainable than wearing it for a year yeah so you're using it in a very sustainable way yeah 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 we still don't really know how that garment was made was that made oh yeah cotton from a uh, xinjiang region in china that's like where there's like alleged slavery going on or uh, is it made by people in the factory that are being paid minimum wage like uh, you, those are the things that you then still have to question but yeah wearing it for five years instead of one year means that at mm. least on your end you've definitely yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <coughs> and of course like brands should still i mean you know you're speaking more from like a consumer perspective and what you can do as a person who buys and wears clothes but mm-hmm. of course brands should do their part in making or picking uh materials and labor practices yeah that are as ethical and sustainable as possible because at least that's what we think and that's how we operate and um if you can do if you combine those two things to you know use the best materials best labor practices make sure the garments are built to last for a really long time and then also you know, let the consumer wear it for a really long time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that is probably the best mm-hmm. combination, though. Yeah, D- yeah. So that's what I like. I like to buy um, stuff that's a bit more on a high end edge mm. or high end, um, because I know for a fact that I'm gonna wear it for mm-hmm. a longer time, a longer period, and. Um, yeah, the fabrics are also a very important thing for me, like how it feels. And I feel like if the fabric's a better quality, then it feels better on my mm. <laughs> on my body. So um, that's how I uh, approach the whole shopping experience, actually. Mm-hmm. And is there any like particular brands that you really like? I mean, you mentioned CP Company, but... Um, I like... Comme de Garçon I like I like um, I like Nike I like Uniqlo I like I like Margiela but I also like what my friends are doing like um, the boys from TNO I think they're on their journey right now, searching for the whole. Um, how do they fit in the sustainable mm-hmm. mindset that we're all heading towards? But that would be the brands that I um, did. I missed anything? Uh, no, yeah, no. That's, that's kind of yeah. like what your wardrobe is uh, it's not from. it's not even it's not even like what it is right now but some i i i i i've managed to buy a lot of comme de garçon stuff over the years which i still wear so that that's a good sign 
yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it also means that trends don't really heavily influences your your buying behavior no 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 <laughs> no i'm not trendy because that's another <laughs> one that's difficult for brands to figure out right if they mm. have to release two collections a season mm. and they have to convince people to buy something new every season to succeed in that mm. Well, you can't sell somebody the same hoodie twice. I feel like if it's a, if it's good quality, because they yeah. don't won't need one. For sure, for so sure, for sure. I also like Ye- Yeezy. You like Yeezy as well? I really like Yeezy. Like Yeezy Gap, though. I, I bought the hoodie, mm-hmm. the Yeezy Gap hoodie. It's my favorite hoodie. Yeah. Just I don't know what the production situation was, but just the way it fits. The the weight of the hoodie as well. It's like super heavy, right? Yeah, it's very heavy. So, like, in this weather, 15, 17 degrees, you could just wear it as a jacket-ish. Mm. Mm. Uh, and Arc'teryx. Yeah, man. They've been doing cool things. Yeah, I like Arc'teryx. That came out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, <laughs> but... Maybe... They've been around for... Yeah, they've been around, <coughs> but it's like we embraced it out mm. of nowhere. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel like that whole... Gorp core slash mm. you know outdoor aesthetic i mean it's always been around you know there's like for sure patagonia and like uh the north face like purple label like it was, it was really big in japan as well mm-hmm. um so i guess street culture and fashion has always kind of embraced it but maybe because of covid everyone started like going outside more and then they're like, yo, I gotta like look the part and now all of a sudden they're like But I feel I feel like it's, with our it's also a bit of trolling sometimes. Yeah, it's a bit ironic. Ironic? Right? Yeah. Like yeah. the whole what's what's it called? Gorp core? Mm, Gorp core, yeah. It's like someone who's dressing like he's gonna fish and those kind of stuff. Yeah, like they look that. like a dad. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like I fished once. Well, I didn't <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah, you earned you earned your our I earned my archery yeah. stripes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's cool. But like I've uh, I know some people that work there because it is. Uh, Vancouver brand mm-hmm. so now all the people that I knew from when I lived there not all of them some of them that work in fashion they have ties to, to the brand oh. um, but what I like is that they really embrace the fact that street culture and fashion in general is really like on Arc'teryx mm-hmm. now like they've done collaborations with other fashion podcasts they you know a lot of artists are wearing it yeah for um, sure and brands like the North Face for example they don't want that Yo, they, they, honestly, they missed a huge boat here in Holland as well. Mm. I remember like 2016, 2015, 2016, uh, the rapper Seven Alias, mm. <coughs> he was like the the frontline uh, leader of the whole North Face. Of, of buffer jacket season. Yeah, like, but also the, the windbreaker, the windbreaker, mm. you know, it was, it was a certain style we saw a lot in the streets. And I, I thought that was such a big L for the brand to not see, okay, how are we going to embrace this? Mm. But yeah, that just that just shows me like mm, they don't really care. <laughs> they they really made it. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, it's whatever. But I like the way Arcturix like they're more embracing. Yeah, they're just embracing that. Uh, subculture mm. that's evolving yeah um, and I think that if you're a brand that that's the coolest things to do for longevity as well because yeah you could have 
for instance, imagine if like Full Circle had a subculture of kids who are 12 four to 14 who listen to K-pop mm-hmm. mm. and they're super into Full Circle. <laughs> Random, but it's not it's not like your target audience. Yeah. But I think that if you have such a uh cult following apart from what your mm. intention is to reach it will be such a miss to not feed them as well like to yeah. to yeah N- not only that i would also be just super interested to figure out how right? 12 to 14 year old kids that are addicted to k-pop why their like third thing on the list is yeah. circularity and sustainability yeah. it's yeah. like yeah, 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 yo, yeah. <laughs> where do you guys come yeah, from yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and that's that's why i feel like if you are a, a, a brand or a company these days in days where there are so many small like bubbles you have to like tap in wherever something is going on with mm. your brand which you didn't intentionally set up to happen and just yeah it's valuable and i think um that's how we w- uh, we're not gen z right we're uh, right. but let's uh, yeah let's just skip all those terms like <laughs> <laughs> we the youth the youth like still young and yeah yeah I think that's that's what we need to um, to 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 feel the acknowledgement from these big bigger companies and to also help them if they want to be helped to uh, last longer otherwise we're going to do it ourselves mm-hmm. and a lot of us are doing it ourselves so mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. That was a good little tangent, I think, from that intro. Uh, um, now, before we really get started, um, we all know that dehydration is the enemy, so we got a little gift for you. Oh. Um, you get the choice between some Primo vintage, some uh, adult grape juice, or tea. Yeah. Um, and we'll have whatever it is that you're having. So, Max is going to present his find of <coughs> today. Okay. And then you can choose between what you want to drink. It's Badili. Okay. And the only thing I know about this wine is that I like the label. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's so organic. It's what nice. What kind of wine is it? What color? Huh? I, didn't, I didn't ask oh. for it. <laughs> white. Okay. <clears throat> no, I think it's like a cloudy white. And yeah. That's why I picked it. Okay, sick. <laughs> <Some> pasteurized cloudy <laughs> uh, white wine. Yep. Or if you want to keep it a bit more calm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we got some tea. And this um, pot at the moment is the hottest pot on the planet. Yeah? Yeah, it's hot. It's like a cast iron pot wow. that we got for the for this session. Um, today we're trying a little, uh, a new tea blend um, from this company called Wilderland. I think they're Dutch. Um, courtesy of Link & Co. They got like a sample package from them. Mm-hmm. And basically what they do is they collaborate with Dutch farmers and kind of like sublet land that's not being used and then they grow different like plants and herbs and and stuff that you make tea from on the land and then when they sell it uh parts part of the profit goes to the farmers and one of the nice things um is that it helps kind of like um repopulate dutch wildlife and because a lot of times it's just like flat green grass and not much else most of the monoculture that kills like it just does damage 
you only have one piece of grass, right. one piece of trees. Mm. You, you need a diversity in there for it to flourish. Yeah. So that's what they do. Yeah. And uh, this tea is called Off Black Blend. Okay. And it has Wilgenrosje, <laughs> Walnut Blood, and Korenbloom. Sounds. In it. I think. It's far crowded. I think. Uh, so those those are the two options. Yeah. <laughs> I'll for sure go for the tea. We can nice. do the wine maybe later on. <laughs> Men said both. <laughs> well, let's do the, let's do the tea. Let's start now. with the tea. Let's yeah, start with the tea. Good. You guys want a cup of tea as well? <coughs> Sounds interesting. But yeah, little warning. Um, the cup is gonna be insanely hot. Well, wow! How come it's it's insane because. Because it's made out of like cast iron, I guess it retains the heat uh, for quite a long time. Okay, okay. Wilderland. The bag is even biological de- degradable. Biodegradable. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in yeah, stuff like that. Still, <laughs> still plastic. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> okay. Yeah. What's your like beverage of choice? What do you drink? I what can't you live without? I can't live without water. <laughs> <laughs> that is the so best answer okay. we've had so far. No, Something ex- uniquely you though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, my ex- ex- yeah. so not even on some scientific uh, biological thingy, but I uh, I drink a lot of water. Mm. Um, Man's the most hydrated man on earth. So I might go to the restroom a couple times during the podcast as well, but um, <laughs> uh, tea. I drink a lot of tea. Uh, what else? You're a traditional tea or are you infusion guy? Traditional. Yeah. I I I also I'm gonna um, release a, my own tea blend as well. Sick. Yeah. What's gonna be in it? What type of tea? Ooh, um, Can you say already? Maybe I'll spoil it then. But it's it's hot. Not temperature wise, but oh, it's like spicy. Oh, it's spicy. spicy, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm doing it with yuzu. Mm. Um, yeah. Coffee, uh, coffee bar in Amsterdam East. Shout out yuzu. Shout out yuzu. Shout out cake. But um, yeah. And Nicole. And Nicole, of course. And we're yeah we're now in the process of 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 like we we ta- had a tasting ceremony or the tasting. And uh, it was dope. It was dope. So I'm gonna release tea soon. And uh, what else do I like to drink? I like some apple juice. Yeah, some g- some good apple juice. Cold apple juice or lemonade. I also order a lot of lemonade when when I go out for dinner or something. And I am not in the mood for wine or like whatever. Sprite. No, just like lemonade. Uh, oh, okay. Like OG. OG made from lemon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Sour. I really like, I really like lemonade. And in terms of alcohol, like, do you drink alcohol? Um, yeah, yeah, not too often. With Mata, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was to be all night. <laughs> so I drink like I, I I drink red wine. I'm a red wine guy. It can be organic if it it's not a, a mandatory mm. thing for me. Like the the nature naturewijn type mm-hmm. of thing I'm, I'm I respect it but if it's good it's good yeah right 
But are you like a wine? Like, are you really into it? Or you just like you just appreciate no, it? It's tasty, no, no, I appreciate it. I appreciate. <laughs> I think it's the same for me, man. Like, I can't yeah. pretend that I know anything right. about wine. But I went uh, to a a, a a wine garden once, and I had a like tasting mm. experience. They taught me a lot though about like how you you know let the wine get in and recognizing what what tastes and flavors are in it. But still, man, it's like I just sip it and it's like. Do I like it? Yes, cool. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, it. Yeah. So whenever you're at a, I'm, I'm at a restaurant and someone comes, you know, yeah, you wanna have, you have a, have a taste. Mm. It's like I always say, yeah, this is nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also, I, I feel so pressured because like, yeah, if right. I w- if I didn't like the wine, which yeah. has never happened, but if I really didn't like the wine, what's it gonna do? Like take the bottle back? Like yeah. bring yeah, another yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I, I know, but like yeah. I feel like bad because i chose yeah. that wine right like he did not make me drink that but you y- chose it on base of like what was written but now you taste it and it, it tastes <laughs> shitty so <laughs> i mean i've done like yeah. usually it's more like okay can you make some recommendations then they'll say oh this one's nice and these two other ones are also nice and i'll say or they offer yeah you can try them and then you mm. can pick oh, yeah. um especially if you're the person deciding for like a whole table yeah yeah, 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 nice yeah, yeah. Some options, but mm. yeah, it's not like I really know what the hell I'm doing. It's more like, yeah, I like this. This is like right. drinkable. Mm. It, you know, goes it's wrong. red. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Do you want to dry? Do you like dry red wine? Mm. Or I don't even. No, like I like a bit dry. more like fruity, like yeah, same. you know, like berry. Also a bit lighter. I like. Yeah, and I also don't like the what is it called when it's like the tannin. Yeah. I hate that man. What's it has that? it like that really? It's not. It's not sour, but it's ah. like a bit like, it's like in the back your of your tongue. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't, don't even like know if that. it's actually called tannin though. But like that is the. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't fuck with that at all. It also makes your all your food taste different. Yeah, mm. I don't know, man. Because it's weird. Mm. I wonder if there's yeah. people who are really like. Oh, I love this. Like, this is why <laughs> they drink the wine? It's just like. Yeah. Yeah. I usually like the really really deep dark red wines have that. Okay. Much more. All right, now that we're sufficiently hydrated, yeah. you know, we've got our drinks on deck. Uh, it's time to get into the main course of the podcast, so uh, we prepared a couple questions for you. Um, but let's start with Zess Miller and yeah. that vision, how it came together, and yeah, how it's related to you as an artist and yeah. the music that you make. Yeah, so it's uh, it started out very funny, as in it was a joke. Like, the whole Zess Miller baby was like... I remember I was with two friends of mine and it just came in my head like instead of a million dollar baby I said I'm the Zesnula baby so just making it very corny Dutch translated and uh, it just stick it just stick with me and I just kept uh, referring to it in songs or I don't know like using it as a signature mm-hmm. And um, I always, I remember the first interview I ever did, I, I, I stated in that interview that I wanted to have like a creative agency with like um, creatives just changing the whole scenery in the biggest impactful way possible. And I just um, followed that, that feeling, that intuition and eventually i came across t 
my partner in the Cessnula, <coughs> also my day-to-day -day manager. And we just, I just, I just told him about the vision that I had for this whole uh, mentality of how I was moving because I was doing stuff that maybe financially didn't make sense, but um, the return on investment would come in a whole different way, or it would come financially, but maybe just like a year later or two years later, based off a brand that's interested because we shot this video like that or whatever. And um, he just helped to structure the whole uh, feeling. So I tend to dream a lot and have the feeling like, yo, we need to do this. Da, da, da. And then he just tries to find means to eventually um, let it connect or roll it out in a um, way that's sustainable and just makes sense for the long term as well. And that's the and the vision actually is like I always use a comparison of okay we have a couple of glasses water here uh, it's always for a lot of people easy to envision ten glasses if I ask you to envision ten mm. glasses if I ask <coughs> you to envision a hundred glasses in this room it becomes a bit harder mm. but if I ask you to envision a million so a million glasses it becomes impossible for a lot of people but there are people who tend to see those million glasses in the room because they can see the full potential of a situation they can see the thing that isn't here yet and that's what I try to connect to with those people who can see the biggest um potential mm. of the situation we're in right now and that led me to doing the album with Constantine uh, Balance with Constantine with Cake with Ewa with, with just a whole group of um, people who just were like yeah we're gonna help release this album in the most impactful way possible and with that move we just hope to inspire uh, generations that will feel for themselves as well that they can get the biggest potential out of themselves by thinking in the largest um, <coughs> way of accomplishing situations mm -hmm. yeah nice. so and in, in uh, what way was that linked to you at the time being independent as an artist was it are, you are you still independent? No, no, no. Okay. Um, I'm mentally, I'm independent. <laughs> <laughs> mentally, I'm independent. <laughs> Financially, uh, business-wise, I'm um, interdependent. Yeah. So, the question again? Like, was is the Zesnula vision mm -hmm. in a way kind of like your um, embodiment <laughs> of you being... Uh, an independent artist at the time oh yeah um n no because when when it really came to me i was uh it it, it wasn't connected to what my um business structure was uh legally so it came to me when i was just making music mm. and just doing it for fun and uploading it independently and then I went to a, a, a label, I went to Sony, I still created and did stuff with that vision. So we would make videos that would just be like 
game changing for the Dutch music scene, even internationally. And but it were the songs weren't like hit records or whatever, but it had like crazy impact. So that was that was that was the focus. Um, so then when I became independent again, um, in the times we were at, it was just more a focus to keep hold to to have that vision clear because there were people going to join the the journey and i had to make it known like why we're doing this mm. um when i was that when i was at sony that time yeah there wasn't the team that was very involved in what i was doing um except for the last year um so i was just doing it by myself and my manager at that time and was it already t back then no, at that time it was it was come to uh, Lentini, and uh, we did a lot of. I called him the other day, just like reminiscing on that times. Like we did a lot of like crazy stuff, and I just asked him like, "Yo, why did you, as a manager at that time, like why did you said yes? It felt like he said yes to every mm, idea of a single or of a video, and it was in a way that." the moment that he he felt the way i said i want to do this idea he just felt the confidence behind that statement mm. and that was the vision that he knew like okay yeah that's just what we have to nurture and he was older than me he was like i think he's like five years older than me so he just understood like okay that's just his process and all we can do is like facilitate and as long as I have that confidence with the move, he just supports it. And um, because it's really more of a trust in you as a person, yeah, better than the idea itself. Whether he, like, that's fully whether it should at be point. a hit, yeah. or whether it should it should it should get <coughs> us these financial mm. return on investments or whatever, because those financial return on investments that that just came along the way, like in the journey. But the creation process and keeping that as pure as possible that was connected to the longevity of yeah my career so that was that was that that was a, a phase where the vision was just it was uh it, it was bubbling it wasn't like very uh outspoken yet mm. and then when i became independent we really had to like have it clear um and that also gave me a lot of uh, insight in how I wanted to maneuver uh, how you're dealing with with finances like you know you, you, you have to be aware of the money you're putting into it because you're putting it in from your own pocket mm. and that made me very aware and then now um, with Noah's Ark and I feel like all those chapters that I've been through creatively and um, getting a hold of what that vision is I'm now I'm not at the final stage yet but I'm now at a point that I I'm way more aware of what I would like them to bring to the table and what I would bring to the table and how that can combine and eventually just be a very impactful um, partnership mm. yeah so you, you've progressed to the stage where you're able to utilize label partnership instead of for it just to fund you you're really able to utilize okay so this is what i want to achieve this is what they can do so let yeah. me let me take yeah, that yeah man yeah man it's mm. a relationship 
it's mm. a relationship so it's not it's not it's not like a a booty call mm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo can you find it's right <laughs> it's not a sugar daddy or something you know <laughs> It's it's a real it's a real relationship we're in. So um I really appreciate the team as well. And 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 yeah, it's yeah, yeah. So it's like a family getting together, you know? Your um your in laws mm. you need to connect your in laws with your fam as well. Like yeah. they need to blend in as well. Yeah, how did that like work? Because you obviously, you know, told them about Zesnerle yeah, and yeah, the yeah. vision that you had. Like, how did they react to the process that you've built since mm-hmm. the beginning of your career? Yeah, so they were very respectful of the space that they could take in. So it's more mm. like, you. they would say, like, you tell us uh, how much you want us involved in the process. And um, at the beginning, of course, you, you, you join together and you have all these... Um, fantasies of oh yeah this is it's gonna be like this it's gonna be like that but eventually they just want you to say what needs to be done like follow they want to follow your gut feeling mm. and it's because your gut my gut feeling has brought me to this point right now and I noticed that it's it's a it's a it's a eureka moment that that fell pretty recently but that for a while it was a lot of thoughts I was thinking too much because I was with a label now so mm. a label again so need to think it through like how is this gonna make sense blah 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 but recently I was just I was talking with uh, Jiggy J so the label owner and I was like yo man I'm I'm just I'm, I'm going back into the mode of just feeling so if I feel like this song should have a video, then I'm gonna do it. And if the video is gonna cost me 200 euros, then I'm gonna do it. If the video should cost 10k, then we can think mm. how we're gonna do that <coughs> if we don't have the budget like that. But and song choices and what what sh- single should be, whatever, blah blah blah. For a while, it was too much thinking, and I just uh, yeah, we had a meeting. And then I just said it like, this is what I feel about it right now, man. And I think it was the most uh, liberating feeling as well for myself and for the team. Um, because at that moment, then it just makes clear like, okay, so this is, we're back in that vibe where it's just, it might be a move which doesn't make sense on paper. But as long as I believe in it on the long run it will make sense because that's how I've done everything in my career up to now like mm. stuff didn't make sense <laughs> but do you have an example of something that either other people or sort of like your rational brain was saying yeah. yo w- what are you doing but your yeah. gut said yes this mm. is the way and then it turned out to be the way I think um mm, I would say I would say, like, for instance, f- the song Forrest Gump, with Garish, produced by Garisha, featuring Bokusam. I chose that as a single. We invested, like, 3K in the video shot by Yurun Dunkers. And where the industry was at sonically, that wasn't possible to be a, a hit or a, 
a video that would go viral or mm. whatever. But we were just so focused on just pushing the dopest stuff. In our opinion, that was the hardest video ever. The it's song, sick video. Mm. yo, the video, yeah. like it's you with the dog, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was watching it yesterday with my girlfriend, and we were. It was funny. She was. She went into the comments, and like there were so many international comments because that was, in my opinion, the the times where viral had a different meaning. Those times, but mm. it's like five years ago. But um, back to the reasoning, like. Uh, I don't think that a label would say, yeah, let's choose that song as a single. Mm. And it, there wasn't someone from the label who had to say, like, I, I just said, this is the song. I think we just sent the we transfer, like, yeah. Okay, <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, here's, here's the song. Here's the master. Here's Because that was done during Sony days. It was still, Sony yeah. days. But I was, a, I was a lone wolf at that time. Like, they didn't really understand how to deal with what I was mm. doing. And the company was also in a very messy, like, shift. I don't know what was going on. People were hired and fired. And then, you know, so there was no consistency for me in a team to work with. So we just did it ourselves. But that was good because that that just made you just focus as much as possible on Mm. what do I feel like I want to do. And then we released the song with the video and it just went viral, like... Um, the traditional form of viral. As what, what is the traditional form of viral to you? Um, like no algorithmic bubbles. So it was like right. Okay, it's really like peer to peer. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people so going, oh, you need to see this video. You need type. to see this yeah, video. Yeah. Uh, and I remember Yellow Claw. <laughs> Shout out to Yellow Claw. They shared the video on Twitter. Like at the day, like yo, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden there was this like influx of like international people because they have this huge international following. Right. And mm. I think at that time the whole algorithm stuff wasn't working like it is these days. So mm. if you would post, um, it would just show to the people on, um, how do you say it again? Uh, uh, chrono chronologically right uh, right like, yeah. whatever was posted first yeah yeah yeah, show yeah, first. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. the timeline made sense the timeline made sense <laughs> it was a timeline <laughs> pre-matrix pre-matrix bro <laughs> and then and then it went yeah so it just started running running and um yeah thanks so that was a that was a choice actually did that, that uh maybe hit wise or um music business wise wouldn't make sense but it just made sense for the feeling and it it just became an anthem which made it possible for me to have a tour to perform at festivals and whatever so yeah man so that that was that was a good example of Mm. a a, a choice i made one of the many many choices Mm. i made which just didn't make sense for what the zeitgeist Mm was in so you're a big gut feeling guy yeah but i I think i like i I really like the approach Mm -hmm. because i think today we have the best understanding of what the zeitgeist is any given time because we have so much data yeah but it also really destroys the magic of creation right Yeah, man. like people make movies now because 
this demographic is 90% sure to like it. Yeah. doesn't matter if the move is good or not. Yeah, exactly. But if you trust your gut, you make yeah. something that you think is sick yeah. and then it turns out to be accepted by a lot of people. Yeah. That is so much more magical, right. I think. I think pe- because people don't know yet what they want. They They want what they know. I think it's also so much harder nowadays to just create something that's like genuinely authentic because yeah. of all the inspiration that you have mm. at the you know tips of your fingers mm-hmm. via your phone like you just kind of see that certain trends really seep into all these different niches mm-hmm. right like oh all of a sudden like five of the same brands are starting to look pretty similar you yeah. know or yeah, like yeah, yeah. all these artists are like oh they all kind of sound the same yeah so like what do you do as a as an artist yourself to kind of stay true to your own process uh i think that it's it's undeniable to say that i wouldn't be you know in inspired and influenced by the stuff i see and stuff but i try to obviously i work with references as well but mm. i try to find references that are either like way back or maybe references from a whole different genre or a whole different um algorithm or whatever <laughs> <laughs> you hop uh, outside the bubble for a little bit yeah, yeah, <laughs> go yeah, see what's up yeah yeah um but 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 um i think um studying the greats that did it before there were like these algorithmic uh, things so I mentioned like um, Margiela like I would watch the documentary or the Steve McQueen documentary mm-hmm. or read the, um, Steve Jobs uh, the book about his life is it a, I don't biography. know read the biography yeah, yeah. Um, and, and just interviews interviews of like artists that inspire me and then I get to know more about their process get to know what they're a fan of like uh, Tyler the Creator is very he's very outspoken about like the the stuff he geeks about and then you go look that up and then you find like oh shit this this shoot from this campaign of mm. 2001 was pretty dope and then that just your subconscious get adds on added on to the references you have in your mind and um i spar with a lot of people in references mm. uh, Bram, um also my uh, other right hand man in the creative process like he comes up with the waviest references because he's in a you know he studied uh, graphic design so the stuff that triggers his mind is also very different than what triggers mine uh, or not what triggers but like what comes on his path it's, yeah um, and musically musically I think um, I just try to keep it as broad as possible and um, also a feeling thing more mm. so I'll, I'll be listening to Cleo Soul a lot I don't know if you know her no yo I think <coughs> probably I'm the biggest Cleo Soul fan in uh, in Holland gotta look that up is it like new what? old what, what no it's, it's music new is it? it's new um, she, she's from she's from the UK and her 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 boyfriend husband is uh, this producer uh, Inflow 
and he produces for Little Sims. He produced for Adele as well. Salt. Um, and it's just so like it's it's so, mm. but um, I don't know, man. She just says these things. She has these these melodies and whatever. So it's very good for my soul, and I feel like I tend to uh, lean more to those stuff that helped me through the day, so that um, whenever I go to the studio, I have more inspiration of what I've lived what I've experienced in life instead of what's trendy what's mm. trendy right you know I like I like music that suits my life because when I'm in the studio I'm probably gonna write about my life so I need stuff that brings me in a space where I can just be relaxed in life and experience as much as possible so that I can bring that to the studio so do, do you feel that if you would switch the type of music you listen to, and um, let's say it still sort of connects with you, who you are as a person, mm-hmm. but it's just like a different tone, different energy, yeah. that your recollection of that given day would be different because you've had a different soundtrack to it? For sure. <laughs> For sure. Like, so, like, like there, are days, there are days where I wake up and it's like, okay, today I'm just going to listen to Kodak Black the whole day. <laughs> it's going to be a Kodak day. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to be a day like that. And then... <laughs> when we go to the studio it's also more obvious like okay you listen to something that's more I don't know more in your face more grimy or whatever mm. but that's also part of me you know um, and I listen to Kodak because he's also someone that in my opinion isn't trendy he knows what, what you know he can make a song that works for now like the, the super gremlin song which that's whatever but he has also like these songs that are just I don't know man it just it doesn't make sense as well <laughs> to bring it out but that's I just that's what I think of yeah. when I think of Kodak Black it's yeah. just like what is this man talking right? about right and yeah, yeah so so that's that's also as long as you're doing something that connects with me because you did it from a pure intention mm. then it helps me as well nice. that inspires me that's yeah. interesting man um, let's dive a little bit into kind of like the fashion world that you're also very much a part of. Um, you know, you're tight with a lot of the local legends, including Pata, Filling Pieces, TNO, Smip, Bonner, like all those brands that are really, to me at least, like when it comes to a daily paper, of course, as well, um, when it comes to fashion that is relatable for kind of like our generation, mm-hmm. those are the brands that are really making waves. Yeah. Um, How has this impacted the way that you create yourself oh on a, on a, yeah it impacted me on a very big scale <clears throat> I think being so close to see um, production processes mm. to see and hear about the thought processes for a collection to be released see uh, and hear about the financial processes they're going through and I just soak that all up and take it into the world I maneuver in, in the music industry. So if I would release an album or an EP, I would see it as a collection. Mm. So I would see it in a way as in um, how are people going to live with this? How are they going to wear this? What's the presenting? What's the packaging like? What's the campaign? Like the campaign 
could be I really like um, offline so stuff that happens in re real life so posters I really like posters um, it just I don't know man it, it, it really exposed me to a lot of valuable information and also because there are companies on a let's say they grew quicker into companies as in the amount of people that work with them or for them mm -hmm. than an artist so when i started to get into that position where i'm working with a team or teams are joining our team i uh, tend to always have like uh, people who can facilitate me with information on how to either lead or how mm. to lead with um, uh, deal with a situation where you're into with yeah people who are either joining you on your journey or just um, doing a one-off for your project it helped me a lot like because at the end of the day your artist is a business as well you're, you're a company as well and by having the opportunity to be so close with these guys and women it just helps me to see way more clear in the industry I'm maneuvering in mm -hmm. yeah yeah I mean having been kind of for a time you know been part of that process I could I can really see how you put that into practice you know when yeah. you were independent saying okay I have this product and we need to market it that you really looked at it as kind of like okay we're gonna collab with different brands yeah to you know strike some sort of bargain deal to make something happen that exactly creatively puts this product out there in the world you know brings more touch points and yeah stuff, whether yeah. it's like another thing with red bull or the thing we're talking to like ace and tate about like you've done stuff with daily paper yeah like it's it's cool to see that <laughs> You know, you really kind of make that your own approach to this business. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's something that eventually you just realize, like, we're all doing the same, the same thing. But it's, uh, it's a different formula. Mm -hmm. So it's not Y is AX plus B, but it's like, or maybe it's the same formula, but different values, mm -hmm. different v variables. It's, it sounds like you've expanded the formula that was traditional for music because like, yeah. like obviously back in mm. the day when like final days mm. packaging was important where like the offline thing was much more important but where you were mentioning you, you look at it like a collection you need to have touch points collaborations like yeah. how are you going to show that that feels like you're adding to today's way of doing I music I think that's that's the more yeah that's, that's more the thing yeah well, that's pretty cool yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's interesting to think about. But, yeah, uh, I hear you. You know, through these connections and friendships, like, mm -hmm. you've been able to do quite a few of these fashion collabs that we've talked about. Yeah. What's made you decide to launch something of your own, you know, it being the infamous tank top? The tank that top is, uh, that's still to yet drop. to be released. Yeah. Tell us about that. Um. Like, why now? Good question. Did the idea of wanting to do a tank top came first, or were you wearing tank tops and thinking, we need to do something with this? Yeah, I was wearing tank okay. tops. And um, uh, we've done, I've done merch like through my whole career. And I was just at a point where I felt like um, the merchandising 
of course i would definitely keep doing the merchandising but i felt like i have a I've, i have the taste to bring something dopers to the table like something way more fresh so um we just went into that process and also a gut feeling thing just try try and see if it will work out and if it doesn't work out at least we tried mm-hmm. and um at the moment that I set the intention, like okay, cool, I wanna, I, I wanna, I wanna make a tank top, the the perfect tank top. We just started looking and searching for like, yeah, we had we had the talks cons, like the re, um the producers that could help us um make it happen. What pattern makers you should work with, mm-hmm. and because I had the friends already in the fashion industry, I knew what the process was that you had to go through to eventually make a product so uh it felt like just a a easy step easy step like i have this idea and i want to make it reality eventually the step itself isn't that easy (laughs) 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 um it seemed like an easy step but like uh yeah the whole production and you know all those stuff and all even till the outro and making a website and mm. i think with all these stuff i try to uh, keep the vision in it while i'm doing it so the website that's gonna launch pretty soon is also an experience on its own the campaign is an experience the yeah so but i'm i'm learning in that process as well to see okay are there moments where we need to chill mm. But we'll find out when we release this. But it it all came from a feeling of I already have all these ideas, and I've been able to soak this mm-hmm. information from these great people I'm around. Okay, let me try it. Mm. And what was that experience like? I mean, you kind of hinted <laughs> at the fact that it's like new and challenging and yeah, stuff but man, like, now that you're finally in the driver's seat of having to produce your own stuff and yeah. not just working with another brand like what's it been like for you man um you're uh, obviously the the responsibility um um of, of 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 the choices you make but you have to think of so many things if you want to make it a good product mm. so let's say um, from the pattern making to like okay finding the perfect fit cutting it out in a perfect way finding the perfect rip finding the perfect or let's say perfect hypothetically as in mm. what I find perfect for mm. what su- should be the tank top the the body of the tank top should be organic or whatever okay where do I get these cut and um, making samples mm. neck tags labels packaging are, those are all like processes where you have to think and have to have opinion or have a say on it and with music it's just when I'm in the studio I don't I don't I don't think Right. About yeah, it's not your first rodeo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but th- that's the thing. Yeah. Like it's a process that's a lot more natural than it's you. It's more natural. When you think about it, yeah. like how wet or how crisp a hi-hat needs to sound is yeah. probably something you have an opinion about. Yeah, of course. Right. So then but, but, 
but but that's more feeling wise so it's more like mm, and 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 the adjustment can be made so quickly right while right. mixing was with the physical product with the product. physical product with with the labeling it's like oh, okay we have these neck tags cool yeah they look dope maybe this can be a bit smaller and then it goes three days later yeah. oh okay that's still fast <laughs> okay yeah yeah but, but yeah I, I you yeah, know I mean, and then and then, and then you have the perfect label but then you wash the product and then the label comes out like oh, mushy yeah back to the drawing table it's yeah. like yeah i think a lot of people just don't realize Yo. how complex these supply chains actually are yeah yeah you know? yeah has it, like has it changed your like do you look at clothes different now you've gone through the process for sure man like i value i value like these these of course these high-end brands have been there for a long time but i really value um the processes mm. that they've been through but i in a way i also have respect for like these mass production companies as in okay whoa before you could get there you probably had to go through a lot of mm. shit as well so you just you just start to look at clothing and the whole process to it in a whole different way and just with more like uh, respect and also when someone comes up with his or her own brand it's more of like yeah man respect for that because i know that it's it's, it's not, not an easy journey it's not an easy journey man like merchandise is is very easy mm-hmm. it's just like well, the way the way the way you're, the way you're doing it, it doesn't yeah. sound that easy at all no 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 but but so we have a distinction in what's merchandise and what's like the the brand mm. so Nelg merch it will just will be very dope very d- <laughs> still, still. <laughs> still very dope <laughs> But um, what we're trying to do with Cessnula, yeah, we're trying to explore in just <coughs> giving people um, experiences that will just redefine what's a tank top, mm. what's a what's a handbag, what's a what's the perfect socks, what's the what's the perfect boxer short. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm um. Yeah. I'm personally like a big believer in that the, the how you do something, how mm-hmm. you accomplish something, mm-hmm. the process. Mm-hmm. Even though it might not always be visible in the end result, yeah, it matters. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Of course. Like well, I, I can like you explain for the people who don't? Um, I mean, as a quick example, I read this thing the other day where it said that the biggest um, predictor of whether somebody has a healthy diet. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't how many calories they, they consume it isn't what like mix of foods they're eating it's whether the food they eat has been prepared by a human or a corporation like that difference is the biggest predictor like we know very little about diet right mm-hmm. so that's like it has to matter even if you can't see or taste it it has to matter because it's healthier ah. um, but where I'm going with this is actually that you've been looking at all these like friends of yours starting their clothing journey having different brands and you could have done it exactly like them, but for the tank top, you still chose a very different process. Yeah. Why did you do that? Oh, that was that. Th- it it didn't make sense for me to uh, be the new TNO or the new daily paper. So in that spectrum, I had to see like what. What's the Cessnola vision? Mm. And the Cessna vision would definitely be like, okay, 
this is what's been done these are the resources that I can work with cool then let me have this this huge vision and just apply it to clothing and then you get like uh, organic pattern cut from a pattern maker who's like who has years of experience with um, a production company in Amsterdam that's then how it enrolls mm. but um, that was that was that was that was like how would the Cessna vision be applied to clothing and that wouldn't be the way TNO does it because that's the TNO vision mm. or daily pay because that's their vision um, they have their uh, processes and from those processes I just try to see okay what makes sense for me but not everything in that process would make, make sense for me as in what that's what my gut said so so it's not a good thing it's a good thing huh. <laughs> is there any other fashion jobs on the horizon like where do you go from here now that the tank top is almost hot off the press yes like what's next I would, I would, I would really like to uh, our next product to be um, a bag, like a tote bag, a bag that you could wear, use. That would give you the same feeling as a a person who's wearing a Louis Vuitton or a Goyard bag, but not the same. Um, price point mm. price <laughs> points or the same fabrics even but uh, to to uh, to maybe make it out of like super high quality cotton mm-hmm. and some maybe some leather adjustments or maybe it would be faux leather but to give it the feeling like I'm a girl and I can stand next to this other girl with the Celine bag and I still feel mm. good with this like mm. breaking the whole social thing down. So yeah, in, yeah. in in a way you're gonna you're gonna challenge the status a brand has, the power brand. Yeah, has. yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <coughs> that that that's the that's the That's gonna be a challenge, I think. But in oh. a way that's in the way. Hey, no, there you go. But but honestly, like someone can st- let's say easy for a for a comparison. Mm. The easy gap hoodie was I think eighty, ninety euros. I wear it. Someone next to me might wear the Balenciaga hoodie. That might cost three, four, five hundred euros. I feel better. Mm. Not not better than a person, but I don't feel uh, worse. Mm. But is that because you really like on a value level, or y- maybe you just know about the process and the story of the Yeezy Gap hoodie, mm. and that relates to you more than you know some. Yeah, Balenciaga yeah, 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 mm. yeah, that, that. But I like, I like the Balenciaga story mm. as well. But the way, um, the way that game is being played with just the logo on it, Balenciaga, and mm. that someone feels that he or she is better than me mm. when I'm having a lo- uh, a logo less mm. hoodie. I feel like that's not fair. And that's gonna ha- it's gonna be the person with the Balenciaga hoodie is probably in his head or her head gonna think like yeah man, I'm stunning on you right now, mm-hmm. mm. but I don't feel stunned by it because I feel yeah. like I have the dopest hoodie on right now and that's what I would love the bag to have as well mm. like 
I mean, in my opinion, like the real ones. Yeah. Mm. Like, if you're really into fashion, mm-hmm. and I think, like, you low key know when someone is wearing a certain brand just because you really know the brand. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. And yeah, you yeah. don't need a logo. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you're wearing a sick piece, you can just appreciate it because it's a well designed piece of clothing. Yeah. And not because it has logos everywhere. True. I think the logo is just too easy. Yeah. Like, then you're buying clothes not because of like a sense of style. But because it's a status thing, a yeah. logo very quickly for me becomes a reason not to buy something. Yeah, mm. yeah, no, I, like there's a lot of times where I look at a piece and I'm like, yeah, this is sick, but I'm not gonna, yeah, yeah. what you're saying. Mm. Like, but you know if, what's here? If it wasn't the logo, like it would be a sick piece, but not. I still want a Gucci cap though. <laughs> 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 Why? <laughs> like the monoprint Gucci cap. The monoprint Gucci cap, yeah. <laughs> What what is that? What does that? What does that signal stand to for you? Like, what what does that mean? Why is that Gucci cap important to you? I think it's also a, like a sentiment from being a kid mm. and seeing like these 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 guys, <laughs> these guys like whoa, they're so cool, mm. and all they all had the Gucci caps with the. It was such an interesting dress code. Is it was a Gucci cap with a tracksuit from maybe. Barcelona, Tottenham, mm. like just a tracksuit, and then they would wear designer sneakers underneath it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I saw a lot growing up, and um, I think it's more of a, a a sentimental thing that I have. Like, okay, I still need to have that that one, and then I can just check check it off, like mm. the ignorant box. It's like for the archive. <laughs> for the just archive. wear it at home. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> the ignorant box. Bag, yeah. <laughs> so that one still, but um, <coughs> apart from that, yeah, and and you know, I can't deny. I can't deny, obviously, with the the heritage and the whole history, like the brands as mm-hmm. the Louis Vuitton and and uh, Louis those things have, obviously, like if i would have the money or if i would be able to get it or buy it i would but then would you buy the pieces yeah. that don't have the logo because there's i feel like nowadays <laughs> there's the distinction between like people who actually yeah. know the brand mm-hmm. and the history like you're saying mm-hmm. and they will like oh wow this collection was sick yeah i'm gonna get this piece yeah, yeah. or they're like yeah i just want to know that people let them know see like, me yeah. wear you know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah and then they get the you know, one <coughs> mm-hmm. handbag or whatever yeah um honestly um there're two there're two sides in me there's the side in me that is like okay if this could be a louis p a, a t-shirt if it, if i could afford that a blank louis vuitton t-shirt where maybe the lv would be also in white so it's not even that you can really see it but the the fabric just to feel because mm. i felt those fabrics and it's in my opinion it's crazy but then that's one side but then i also have the guilty pleasure side which would love <laughs> which would <laughs> love <laughs> no so i would never i would never like like the top to down but i really love i really love like um the 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 side the the, the like the laptop bag mm, right. i don't know what's it called I I like those. I like it especially when it's in the traditional, the brown light brown that print. Um, and I would be honest, I wouldn't buy a Louis Vuitton bag that doesn't have the print. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. No. W- why? Because then I would buy uh maybe Louisville like a a a different brand that's also focused in design bag right. design. Mm. But from like a brand, how do I say it? I think I know what you mean. It's like the the Louis bags have almost become just that. Whereas mm. other brands could just do it better because exactly. they're not about the exactly. monogram. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So there's a there's a there's a whole attachment to the monogram as well. Mm-hmm. And here comes the challenge. Like if I would make uh, produce a own bag, how do you uh, create this feeling from your from your brand and from the people that want to buy your brand that will stand above this whole monogram thing mm-hmm. or it would be dope if someone who has a monogram also wants to buy the Cessnula bag mm-hmm. that would be dope um, <coughs> do you guys have like a guilty pressure guilty pleasure brand cop that you would still love to have mm. guilty pleasure I mean it used to be Yves Saint Laurent for me Okay. I have like a couple, mainly their boots, because uh, I feel yeah. like I'm a bit chunky for the, you know, Haiti Slim on Heron mm-hmm. cheap look. <laughs> um, so my pants, you know, are a bit wider now. Yeah. And I don't necessarily wear the boots all that much anymore. But as of recent times, I've really liked um, Our Legacy as a oh, brand. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, they don't really have branding. You know what I mean? True, true. And mm. I feel like it's also nice if you have this certain aesthetic that you feel really comfortable in. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily need the logo to have that aesthetic. True. Because you just look at a brand, you're like, okay, this is the pinnacle aesthetic. They really do it super well. But whether it's because of, you know you don't have the money or you just like thrifting or whatever it is, you can still put together that look yeah. without brand, like without branding or without logos and achieve that certain sense of style which i really like and i think to me that that's what fashion should be yeah right it shouldn't just be like yeah you're walking billboard or like you don't you're just basically taking it off the rack and just put it on and Mm -hmm. now you're you have a good sense of style like if you're actually able to figure out what works for you yeah and you have this idea in your head and you you know yeah, you just curate all these different pieces to put that look together that you feel great in. Yeah. I think that's like really the most sustainable way in shopping. I hear you. Also the most timeless way in a w- yeah. in a way. Yeah. I mean, I think you're you're leaving out the bit where you shop for quality and you look for certain things. Oh because yeah. Because you could I mean, do this at H and M. For sure, for sure. That's yeah, yeah that's And go to town and have a different look that suits you every day. Yeah. But but I do I like the idea. Last. Are you building an identity, or are you like? But what what would be your like the guilty pleasure? Is if I give you like mm. a blanco check, blanco check. Oof. Say, yo, man. <coughs> when you were fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, and now you're finally in a position to buy that. Okay, so there, there, there's there's one thing which I've been contemplating to buy for a long time right now, uh, which is some under-motor combat boots. They're like 1,200 euro. I should not have those. It yeah. doesn't make any sense, but yeah. I would definitely get those. Yeah. I think when I was 14, 15, um, Kanye dropped those. Um, 
It's like his Nike Easy collab. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Red Octobers. Yeah, no, no, no. It no, wasn't the Red Octobers. One, right? Yeah, the first one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I tried to do everything in my power to get those. Mm. I couldn't get them. Yeah. And then they were like rolling around for, I think, like eight or nine Gs. Yeah. I would buy those right now. Yeah. Just yeah. just to yeah, tell yeah, yeah, just to yeah, tell yeah, my 15 year old self, like, got did you. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't yeah. wear them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think those would be it for me. Dope. Yeah, man. Like, I feel like. The way things are going, you know, the, the 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 stuff you guys are doing, what we're doing, we'll definitely get there. Mm-hmm. And then I'll see you with the Yeezys. <laughs> 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 it's like building building these companies. Hey, if, if I see you, right? Yeah, yeah, Like slow fashion and just like slow living, and then just like yeah, but still copy. Yeah, man, <laughs> still copying the Louis Vuitton. Mm. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Okay, I mean, I would say that a lot of the themes in your music and work in general are very conscious mm. and, like, very intentional, like we just talked about. Why do you think this idea of slowing down and, like, taking your time is so important nowadays? Uh, because I feel like, apart from nowadays, like, if you know me, I'm pretty, uh, I'm not, I'm not, like, slow, but I'm relaxed I'm chill Mm. Um, and that's how my whole upbringing has been like try to not even so the whole the whole uh, mental health be in the moment type of thing it's never something that my parents like pushed onto me but it was something that was just we just lived it like Mm. Um, I think that's a lot of like Ghanaian culture is just be in the moment and 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 even if it's about like uh, affection from receiving affection from my parents or whatever it was it wasn't like very affectionate in that way but it was like in the moment you really feel the love that's in the air or that the yeah I would really feel so i think that that was something that i was raised by and that's my character trait to be just very yeah calm soft-spoken and i would just um make that my unique character trait when i came into the music industry uh, a lot of times i thought like okay how am i going to i never really saw myself fitting into it and I think a lot of people didn't saw me fitting into it because of what they associated with how an artist should be. So like very mm. outspoken, mm. big persona, and, and that was getting worse and worse, right? Like it was <laughs> no, it was yeah, yeah. It, it, it was, was the era. It was less era. about music, more about how for loud sure. you can be, for sure. Mm. And um, I think that I had the unique selling point of being the more laid back, soft spoken. Um, just different and that just set me into this trajectory where I had this unique way of doing things and still whenever it was time to perform then I would like let it loose and have the energy that would like cause chaos but in my regular life it's like just Superman so I'm Clark Kent daily (laughs) and then when I go on stage you know it's time to to battle um and i think that as my career was is uh progressing 
there's just certain type of certain form of uh, rest and peace that I'm trying to find for myself mm-hmm. and then that also gets translated into my music and then you can say it's conscious and right now I'm actually in the moment where I'm trying to make stuff that's mm, a little less conscious like that it's more like what I feel like if it's so I said like I li- listen to Cleo Soul, Cleo Soul which is more like soulful music whatever mm-hmm. but there are also days that I listen to Kodak Black or Future and that gives me a different type of energy mm-hmm. but that's also an energy that's within me so I'm also now in the process of just diving more into that tapping more into that mm. uh, energy of my s- but then myself this still feels like a conscious process is most people well I mm. don't know like it feels like a lot of people are diving into that direction because either it's popping right now yeah. or like it's popular or yeah. like it, it might sell or they recognize the energy within them without knowing it mm-hmm. but you go no I put this on today because it's going to be Cleo Soul Day yeah Tomorrow is going to be Kodak Day, for so we sure. do Kodak things. For sure, and for sure. So that's still conscious to I me. I hear you, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, you have a point. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's it's point. interesting also that you say that when it comes to music, you know, mm-hmm. like in your daily life, you really prioritize mental health and like taking time for yourself and rest, yeah. exercise. Like I see you making smoothies on Instagram, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. I feel like that is really part of your brand that you present. Yeah. Because it just feels like most natural to you, I assume. Yeah. And then you say, when you go on stage, it's, you know, it's go time. Yeah. But then I also see you, you know, with the TNO collab for the pants you just did. Like, you chose to do, you know, a tea ceremony as a brand collab. So, like, Mm. do you think it's really just confined to stage energy where you say, like, it's go time? Or do you also think that you're going to have, like, a crazy intense um, fashion launch at, at some point for sure for sure because because um i'm, I'm also to be f- to be honest i think that for a while i was also also due to the times we were living at there wasn't a platform or a place where i could push the heavy energy mm. that was in me so it was all very zen and calm you know and now since things are starting to open up again i really feel the urge like okay i need to that energy needs to be needs to have an outlet as well mm-hmm. so for now it's performing mm. or in a studio making songs but i feel like there should also be the part of me that made me be able to perform at wuha or at Applesop or smipti no so with that energy that should also have uh, a piece in the whole fashion part as well um, still in my way like mm. even though like if I perform and there might be marsh pits or kids having 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 uh, the nose bleeding and stuff it's never it's never like I'm inciting that like I'm saying like yo man yeah you should you should fuck yourself up <laughs> I'm never saying that yeah. But it's just like the 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 energy with which I can perform, it just brings people in the state that mm. they want to do that. But I never said like yo, mm. punch that guy in the face. Bust open your face, you know, bust your head open. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Um, so so I I I would really love organized chaos. Mm. Mm. I think that that would be the the best way to um 
have that question answered like if I would do it in the fashion it would be like organized I remember when I was watching the um, Margiela documentary he did one show in uh, uh, in in Paris and it was in the I think the banlieue it was mm. where a bit yeah and the it was against rules because the kids from the from the from the area they walked along the models as well so it was very like chaotic but he planned it that way because he wanted to still be connected with uh, you could say the streets or just with people who are outside of the whole fashion industry and it was for the fashion industry it seemed like chaos like yo what's this like we're always used to all these structures and and you know these fashion shows being like this but he just broke open that whole mold and connected with local and normal people mm. and just shocked the world of the industry and that's stuff that I would really love to uh, inside as well if I would um, have the chaos aspect in my fashion or music endeavors mm-hmm. but everything that's connected with offline with li- real life mm-hmm. I think I need to have that balance because right. I do mm-hmm. feel like you as a person like you're kind of like a slow living vet almost you know yeah, for sure for whereas sure. a lot of people nowadays they are yeah kind of like jumping on the slow living movement like on the bandwagon Yo, like a little bit like yeah you know whether it's to fashion or sustainability or eating right eating, mental health right? like th- anything exactly like what do you think about that 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 this is becoming more like socially accepted and more valued oh yeah um it it's for me it's chill because um for a while it it was it was tough like when people would just uh people would think that it was weird that I was so either so laid back or I don't know man it's 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 good I feel it's good it's very good like people being able to be more in the moment um for me as an artist it also gives me a way to connect with way more people who also connect to that and with that being said it's not even like if you're slow living that means like your whole life you're like a turtle like you you know (laughs) (laughs) or like a minimalist no 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 that's four spoons that's it (laughs) no man it's not even like that but it's more like you have your moments where you're very conscious of Mm. the things you're doing and that with the pace of the world right now it would seem like it's slow but it's actually like you just um, watching the movie in the regular speed while mm. everything these days is in the a bit more uh, high speed mm-hmm. um, but it's good it's good I think it will give people less stress mm, I'm also curious like how is that lifestyle or the f- philosophy also going to flow into the bigger corporates mm. that they'll also be like yeah we're on the slow living mm. i uh, mean you, you're seeing i don't think there's necessarily like really 
has a direct correlation with slow living, especially on the way we look at it, like as really like a philosophy of practicing mm. life. But mm. you see it all around, right? There's this entire the media calls it quiet quitting, mm. but other people say like, no, I'm just just doing the work. I need to be doing nothing else. Like mm. people are pushing back to that. You need to do twice as much. You yeah. need to do. Um, you need to open your email at two a.m. in the morning yeah. when you're not even at work. Like there's this there's this entire. I think people are just done with it. But also brands, I feel like, or brands, corporations are also saying, or trying to cater to the that mindset or that movement in a way, saying like, 40 work weeks, you know, we're going to try that out, or um, unlimited, quote unquote, unlimited holidays, which yeah. I think is a little bit of a cop out, because if yeah, you actually end up taking unlimited holidays, yeah, you're going to be, you're going to be gone. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're not performing. You know yeah, I mean? but here's the thing that for the corporations, like, oh, you can take out unlimited holidays as long as your work's done. Yeah. Like yeah. You, meet, you meet your targets, you achieve your goals. Yeah. So then, if they just put the pressure up high enough, you're not taking out any holidays. Yeah. So it has True. this. But I, 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 f- I feel like people shouldn't also go too crazy on, in like, in the way the world is set up right now it's in my opinion not even really possible to fully be like yeah man I'm just so zen and I'm mm. you know <laughs> mm. I, I'm not sure if that's gonna work well I, that I don't think that's what like slowing down is about either because mm-hmm. that's that's so far from who I am as a person yeah so that would never make sense for me. I mean, yeah. I have ADHD. I have 17,000 thoughts at the same time always. Mm. So it's really not about becoming like a Zen guru that sits yeah. in his empty apartment all yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, it's, it's also the same in a way with sustainability. Like we're really, I feel like as a generation trying, and also with this podcast, trying to redefine this idea of mm. like, what does slowing down mean? Like it, you can still like, you know, you still want to want the Gucci hat, yeah. But ninety yeah. percent <laughs> of your life, you know, it's really like it's very conscious and very mm-hmm. intentional. Um, like, and it's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Right. Like, you don't have to be a tree hugging hippie to be into sustainability. You don't need to be a minimalist or some sort of like Zen master to slow down and be more conscious. Like, that's kind of this outdated stereotype almost to me that I think just needs to be left behind. Sure. because there's nothing wrong with like taking the time so like yo my mental health needs a break mm-hmm. like or yeah i don't need you know to wear a different outfit every day because i just really like what i just invested in and i have like you know mm-hmm. these five outfits that i wear all the time and that's fine right and i think yeah we need to help kind of break down that stigma a little bit yeah man. which i think is important but um yeah how do you approach the topic of sustainability now that you've been kind of in the driver's seat of, of production um honestly <clears throat> with consuming um consuming um I'm, I'm i'm still working on it like still trying to find you know i have the brands that i really like and then trying to find like the, the what, what you just said at the beginning of the conversation as in buying the right product that can last you for a longer period instead of just a quick t-shirt and whatever and then you throw it away in six months um sustainability it's 
it's also a mentality that I try mm. to um, push in the things that I do. So in the team that I work with, that we have sustainable projects, um, which are digitally, so they're not yet. So it's it's not as sustainable with with clothing or with with environment, but having creating stuff that lasts for a longer while. Um, I try to I try to like uh, eat eat and buy stuff that's healthier. Is that sustainable? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, buy local, buy better quality. That's yeah. a big part of this whole slow living idea mm. that I think like the fact like the fact that you're conscious about what you put in your body yeah like I would say already put you in front of the pack yeah right and then depending on how you make those buying decisions yeah, that yeah. like yeah and I think that's what fashion is still missing to a large mm. degree is that people right like when you buy uh, local organic food y- you like consciously put that in your body and you just feel better mm-hmm Whereas with fashion, I feel like it's still a little bit like, oh yeah, this t-shirt's not sustainable, but like doesn't really affect me, you know? True. It's not as like directly. True. It doesn't directly impact you as as much as mm. like food stuff that you really put in your body. But at the same time, now with everything that's going on, like climate change and mm. you know floods and all these things, yeah, you actually see the result now of not making that more conscious mm. but it's uh, still choice. abstract though it's still very abstract, it's abstract if, man. If, if, if you buy <laughs> the cheaper cheese cheapest cheese at albert hein yeah you taste that yeah like you taste okay this has very li- little flavor depth it's super salty like yeah. you, you taste it immediately you feel that your body says like i don't need this that much yeah. so there's a stop to it yeah. with with that cheap t-shirt you buy you don't feel the person who doesn't eat because he doesn't is not paid enough no. you don't feel that you don't see that no. you don't like even climate change is so far removed from our daily lives like rivers drying up in France like okay cool yeah that sounds terrible but that still doesn't impact you here right for now for sure and once Netherlands starts flooding I think it'll be a different story yeah man <coughs> yeah but that that's the thing Like that it's too late at that point yeah. this is like a lot very long term type of thing that we need to like work for and that's I think the challenge that fashion has with making things sustainable because you Healthy food is feels like an easy sell. It's better for you. Um, the fact that it's better for the environment almost seems to be like an afterthought. Cause like it's an individualistic pitch, right? Like yeah. you want to enjoy nice food. You want to be healthy, so pay a little more. Yeah. And then people are willing to do that. True. So it's like. <laughs> yeah, man. That's crazy. But what what do you think? Do you think brands should talk about it more, like sustainability, or should it be something that's just a standard and that shouldn't be a USP? Like you shouldn't. If it could get to the point where it's a standard, that would be chill. Mm. Kind of like food, what you just said. <laughs> like that yeah. it's an afterthought because it's just better quality, yeah. better. It's just better. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, oh, it's also great for the yeah. environment. Yeah. I think if you could get to that point, that would be good because then, um, so you know, sometimes you have the whole uh, greenwashing thing mm. where it just doesn't feel fair because other companies, like, for instance, Story, MFG, their whole ethos is based on like local production and 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 fair payment Mm. to the people in india who dyed their stuff with natural you know and they're not even like screaming like that 
No, just a one page on their website that talks about yeah. why they think that's a good idea. Not yeah. even the entire process. Yeah, like yeah. So you know, sto- shout out story at MFG. What? They 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 want to share the video of mine where I wore something from them, but um, and then because you you have companies like that who do it like for real, for real, and then you have like a company that can just pay a ad agency billions and then. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, that's the crazy mm-hmm. thing. Like recent, like this was like a maybe a month or two ago, we came across this article that said like, out of a thousand people, they did a survey. Mm-hmm. They asked them <laughs> to name like the top three most sustainable brands. No. It was like H and M, Nike, and Zara or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Insane, <laughs> because <laughs> it's like it's they just have the marketing. Yeah, budget, bro. But people just don't know enough about sustainability mm-hmm. so they just think oh yeah they have a conscious line no man mm-hmm. because we Crazy. we know but trust me they're like mil, mil, billions out there who just it's like oh yeah like that that the advertisement mm. yeah that was dope they saved the world yeah cool but, but besides that it's like counterproductive to the problem we're trying to solve besides that the fact that it's just not honest I also really don't respect it for the fact that if you just look at what H&M does, mm-hmm. they make loads of clothes as cheaply as possible so everybody can enjoy fashion, right? That's that's sort of what they do. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the company should exist, but I respect them for that. Yeah, for sure. Stay, keep doing that. Mm. Don't try to be something you're not because now I just feel lied to. And now I'm like, now I'm actually angry at what you uh, do. Because like, mm-hmm. now it's no longer... You're like misleading people. Exactly. And that's, that's, yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, I think we're getting kind of like towards the end mm. of the podcast. But before that, before we get to the last <coughs> segment, I got like two more questions for you. Mm-hmm. Um, what does the future hold for Melch and, and Zesnella? Like, what are your three main goals for the coming year? The coming year? Yeah. So still 2023? Yeah, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I mean, this year is just going by too fast. Right? Oh, so sorry. We'll you were 2022. This is... <laughs> 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 Um, um, with Nelch working on my album, God willing, ending this year or either then beginning next year. Um, with Cessnula, the tank tops, I think this week or next week. Say, we'll be mm-hmm. looking out for that. Yeah. Um, we'll start uh, the process of the next pieces we'll make with Cessnula. Hopefully the bag could really be uh i think the bag is yeah the bag is going to be the next thing we're going to work on just decide right now yes (laughs) (laughs) in the podcast let's go um and i think uh yeah just having the cessnula family involved in uh processes it would be very dope to do another long term um project with a bigger brand and to push the creative um, boundaries mm. if not then we'll do it ourselves um, with the album release nice yeah and is there anything that you want to say to the listeners before we move on um poof yeah like <laughs> actually I don't really know what I would say right now but just in, I hope you enjoyed. You know, I hope you enjoyed. I hope he gave you some insights of the things that are running in my mind, in Kant and Max's mind as well. 
and um, you know live live slow but don't stand still you know be 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 the turtle and the the hair yeah yeah mm-hmm. they had the race be the turtle be smart you know maybe while they think you're at the you're not gonna make the finish maybe you have a whole different plan and you end and you start at the finish and then i don't even know man but just live slow and don't stand still yeah that's that's i think the other stuff was don't mind that but just (laughs) 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 yeah you basically did what you said you you were gonna do right right (laughs) (laughs) exactly Uh, before we say goodbye we'd like to pitch you like a little scenario that we always have okay um so all our circular clothing styles are named after like friends or people that have kind of helped us Mm. close the loop and been part of our journey okay um so if we're going to name a full circle item after you which type of clothing would that be Um, and why wow that's a good question like what's the piece that would be called the no I think that it would be uh it will be it will be a a a technical a, a technical long sleeve that you guys would develop in the future that gets you warm in the winter and very breezy in the summer and it's it will be tight fit because you know if you ever relationship with me if we're friends i'm really i'm flexible you know i'm trying to trying to make the best thing happen for you in your life so i like to think with you what helps best but i'm so i'm 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 close man so i'll stick to your body (laughs) 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 that's what yeah yeah Uh, or is it some like tech shit that I think some tech some tech stuff man because i believe that that you guys can can get there but i think some innovative tech stuff okay. not yet it's not on the market yet but it will be something that's adaptable to the seasons that you could always wear as a mm. underlaying basic so it's, it wouldn't be a standout piece like you know but right. in your base I'll be there nice any like particular design details that it has to have that's a good question. I um, go with branding or not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, uh, FC, FC monogram. No, but I think I think it will be very basic, very clean. Um, but it will be. I like, like when I go to the gym, I like the the compressed, mm. the comp- mm. not yeah, yeah, the compressed pieces. It just gives you like. Um, when you're at the gym it shows your process your sh- your, uh, your progress mm-hmm. yeah it can also show that you need to start Go your progress but once a month doesn't cut it yeah 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 that you can show that as well but 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 um i don't know man there's something about the aesthetic that i really like but maybe it's also this y2k vibe or something mm-hmm. but uh yeah. so i mean I feel like performance clothing and like athletic wear still a, ne- a nut that we have to crack, which would be 100%. cool. Though. Yo, that would be um, sick. So maybe you know, that would we'll be put sick. that one in the vault. Yeah, and then when it's time, who knows? Maybe one day people can buy and wear the. That's the a good. Nail. That's a good question. Yeah. All 
right, man. Well, thanks for stopping by. Yeah. And uh, till next time. Yes, sir. Dope.